0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 23 of Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin, and I'm here with my good friend Chris Cumby. Yowie, wowie! <laughs> Kyle cannot be here today, but he will be back next week, and we're very excited to be able to see him again. Uh, before we get into this day in wrestling history, let's talk a little bit about this day in U.S. history, because today is September the 11th, and we're not going to go very deeply into it, but... Uh, We just want to say that uh, thank you for everyone that was a part of that day. Um, That's a day that I'll never forget where I am or where I was that day. And again, we're not going to super go into it, but we just want to thank everyone that was a part of that and the people that are continuing to honor their memory.
1: Yeah, um, you know, we were talking today at work, and, uh, you know, I mentioned that it's, it's kind of our generation's Pearl Harbor moment
0: Yeah, it where is. where
1: just, uh, you know, our, our country was attacked on U S soil. Um, and, and like you said, well, I'll always remember where I was. I was, uh, I was in college algebra class. I, I remember that. Um, and if it's okay with you, I think it'd be, um, appropriate to take a, just a moment of silence to, uh, to remember those that we lost. Absolutely. And, uh, again, just to reiterate, thank you so much to everyone who, who, um, gave and, uh, gave the ultimate sacrifice of their life for others. So God bless.
0: Yeah. It, it, it still blows my mind to this day, but, um, it, it's going to feel very strange being very goofy for the next, you know, 58 plus minutes, but I reckon it's probably still going to happen because I can't see a situation where you and I aren't absolute goofballs. So. Well, that makes total sense. So, it does. Uh, it does. It does.
1: So let's uh, let's talk about this day in wrestling history. This day in wrestling history, and uh, I-, I noticed that you tried to do this uh, when it was just you and Carol on the show. How was it? What'd you think? You know, uh, it was so-so. It was all right. Just so-so. Just so-so. All right, I tried. So, uh, th- you know, a lot happened. This day in wrestling history, a lot. Uh, okay. It was it was hard for me to decide which one to to go with, so I decided to go with the one that had the most impact um, in in all of our lives. Okay. I, will, I will go ahead and say something like that. Twenty four years ago today, okay, WWF Monday Night Raw and WCW Monday Nitro aired opposite each other for the first time
0: wow that's absolutely insane isn't it yeah
1: yeah this is uh this it changed uh i I know this sounds like this sounds really uh over the top but this changed the landscape of wrestling uh to the point to, to what we have today
0: oh absolutely it did
1: so uh it, so I thought that was very appropriate to mention uh as it, it changed wrestling history and uh also want to give a happy birthday her happy birthday. I'm not editing that, that's in uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Fifty-four years old, Mr. Paul Heyman. Wow. Yes. And he looks every bit of it. Uh he looks older. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. So we have, uh, I I don't want to influence you, Chris, but I think we have a really, really good raw to talk about today. I agree. I'm really excited to talk about this. So the show opens in Madison Square Garden with glass shattering. Yes. And the crowd went nuts. Yes, they did. Absolutely insane. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. And he, he kind of soaked it in a little bit. He told a couple cool stories. He talked about wrestling The Undertaker at uh, SummerSlam, I believe it was, and where he got legitimately knocked out. And uh, told another few stories as well. And he said he's here to moderate a contract signing. which let, let's, let me talk about this real quick. And you tell me what your opinion is on this. Okay. So, in the world of kayfabe, so if wrestling were real,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how come we have contract signings for certain matches, but not others. Like sometimes like Shane, is like, you're going to wrestle this guy. Ha ha ha. And like, there's, it just happens all the time or, and that match starts right now. So like, I don't understand in the world of kayfabe, the meaning of a contract signing. It's more of just something to give them a segment. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I think the reason why they they don't do it for every match is I think that they try to make it seem like the really important matches require a contract. Okay. Um, like especially title matches um, at pay per views. Yeah. Because like you said, they could be they they'll do a title match on Raw or SmackDown and just say it's happening right now, you yeah. know, or something like that, but. It, it it typically is one of those, you'll sign it for the pay-per-view because it's such a big deal. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny because they never really mention anything like what's in the contract.
0: No, never.
1: Like, like uh, if you, if there's a disqualification, you get an automatic uh, re, you know, a rematch or something like that. Like, I think that would be uh, something that they should discuss. Like, okay, the contract states that, duh, duh, duh. I mean, yeah. you know, they the did, right, right, right.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, I'm sorry on that little tangent. I just, when they were talking about that, it, uh, it just kind of bothered me. So, uh, not that WWE hasn't bothered me before, but we're going to move on from that. That's right. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out, and here's the thing <laughs> Braun Strowman got a decent pop. Yeah. But he's, I, I think it's fair to say he's one of the bigger, you know, he's not top three or four. But he he's one of the biggest stars in wrestling today. And I don't know if it's because they were just tired from screaming so loud for Stone Cold. Because they did, I mean, just absolutely went nuts. And again, don't get me wrong, he got a pop. But boy, it wasn't even close, was it? Uh, no, but it's Stone Cold. I know. But that's the thing. If one of your big, and even Seth Rollins, like Braun Strowman came out. and We'll get to Seth Rollins in a second about what happened in between. But when Seth Rollins came out, like, it was kind of the same thing. It was like, yeah, here's probably the biggest guy in the company, and he's not getting the same pop to a guy that's been gone
1: 15 years? Yeah, but he's, it's Stone Cold. I and know. It's, it's different. It, it, there, there's different rules for Stone Cold and The Rock, uh, and even Hulk Hogan, for that matter. There's different rules yeah. for them.
0: And I'd like to really get into a discussion on this. And and earlier today, you and Kyle and I were talking about doing a wrestling roundtable. And one of the topics that we're going to do, and I've actually written it down, is we're going to talk about star power in the WWE today compared to what it used to be. And so, listeners, that's your your little insight. We will be doing roundtables very soon, and that will be a, a discussion. If you have a discussion that you'd like for us to discuss... Uh, I feel like I've just said discussion a thousand times. But if you want us to talk about something specific, please let us know. Uh, comment on this, and we'll be more than happy to do it. So, it sounds like a lot of fun. So is this a discussion? We will be having a we will be discussing the discussion on the roundtable discussion podcast. So we're
1: discussing yes. things in a discussion roundtable discussion.
0: We will be discussing it, yes,
1: okay. Now okay. that we've discussed so, it, let's go ahead and move on
0: yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's discuss moving forward. So Brian Strowman is out there. And he says to Steve Austin, I respect you. And I just want to know that you're not going to turn your back on or you're not going to stab me in the back. So he holds his hand out to Steve Austin, who stares at Braun Strowman's hand and says, and out next, Seth freaking Rollins. Yep. And so Braun Strowman looked way too happy for this. By the way, he was kind of laughing and jolly because he's Santa Strowman, I guess. That's a great name, isn't it? Santa Strowman? Maybe that'll be his next Christmas gimmick. Seth Rollins comes out, and let me tell you. First of all, I want to say, and I don't want to spoil it, but this show was awesome. But there were just a couple things on this show that that made me want to pull my hair out. And one of them was the first thing Seth Rollins said. When he got in the ring and says, "Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin's here. This is what I mean when I say I want to burn it down." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's not what you mean. It makes no sense." And I
1: knew, uh, I knew it was going to drive you crazy. <laughs> I,
0: was
1: there, I was sitting there, going, "Matt is losing his mind."
0: I really was, though. It was just so dumb. This, uh, and then we're going to move. And then Braun follows it up with, "Get these hands." He does. He does. <laughs> Um, uh, because when Stone Cold does it, I mean, Stone Cold just had a five, six minute promo, and we're 10 minutes in the show, and we've just now started the intro, so excuse me. But Stone Cold talked for like five or 10 minutes, and everything he said had you on the edge of your seat. That doesn't happen with most of today's superstars, including Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, who I think are the two biggest stars in the company. So, again, I don't want to step on our toes too much because we're going to have a round table about this, but. It just, they don't deliver it the way that they used to. And it's okay to use your catchphrases. It just has to make sense when you use it, guys. That didn't make sense, Seth. You suck. Okay. Anyway. You
1: got to calm down. You got to calm down.
0: (laughs) They they sign the contracts. Uh, They're all, you know, talking to each other. And then business is about to pick up. Hashtag Jim Ross. AJ Styles comes out. With the OC, and it's great. because, And as I said last week, if you ever doubted the ability for AJ Styles to be a heel, you are incorrect. Because he was so good Yes, coming out here, yeah. mocking Stone Cold, doing some of Stone Cold's catchphrases. It was terrific. So he gets in the ring with the OC, and Steve Austin... I can't, do you remember exactly what Steve Austin said? Before Seth and Braun attacked, I
1: I know, but I, but I do I do remember a couple of lines, like uh, whenever 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 Stone Cold was saying something, AJ Styles just said, "Shut up, Stone Cold," <laughs> and then they and then uh, New York started calling uh, started chanting, uh, "A you know a s s hole," <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna say the word, but uh, then Stone Cold is like. In case you can't hear, 18,000 in the garden is calling you a blank blank. <laughs> and then AJ gets up and goes, This is why no one likes to come to New York. <laughs> it was the best. It
0: was so good. It was so good. I'd like to see Stone Cold Steve Austin and AJ Styles in a ring together. Even if they're not wrestling, every night, I'm down with it. Every show, bring them out. It's just so good. It's so. Yeah, they good. had
1: some good chemistry there.
0: Yeah, they really did. But the short version is, AJ and the OC were insulting everyone. Steve Austin said something. And the five guys brawl, right? Steve Austin's standing in the corner because he you know, he can't land on his neck. And uh, basically, Braun Strowman gets the OC on the outside, and he's beating them up two for one. Seth Rollins gets the upper hand on AJ Styles, and he's about to stomp his face into the mat. But AJ reverses it and throws Seth Rollins out. So Steve Austin takes one step forward and the crowd loses yes. it. I mean, absolutely loses it. And AJ's running his mouth about he threw how he threw the world champion outside of the ring, turns around into a stone cold stunner. And Austin's sitting up standing above AJ, and then he, you know, gets over AJ in his face, and he's shaking his head back and forth like Austin does. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was just so good. It was really, really good.
1: It was good and and uh even though even though the norm happened where they got into a brawl, I was okay with it because <laughs> because it was warranted, they had a lot of humor in it, and I was more invested this time than i I normally am during these contract signing fights. And I really think it was all because of Stone Cold.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the, well, another good thing is, and I think you you mentioned this last week. It wasn't like Rollins and the Strowman just going at it because that always happens at contract signings. Yeah. So that was that
1: was really good. Yeah. Big plus. And He like sl- he's slowly moving the table into the corner, yeah. <laughs> and and then AJ AJ's just like, what are you doing there, Steve? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so good. It's so good. So we, was we go funny. to commercial after this, and when we come back, AJ Styles is still in the ring, kind of like just—I dist- don't want to say distraught. It's not the right word, but injured from the Stone Cold Stunner, and we know that he has a match with Cedric Alexander. So Cedric Alexander, being the baby face he is, runs out and slides in the ring, and I believe it's Corey Graves says. Ah, he's trying to, you know, hurry up and get this match started and take advantage of AJ. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like something a babyface would do. So, I don't know. I guess it was fine. But either way, the match was great. It was really good. It was very good. But the problem here, and again, one of the few problems I had with this show, was the ending. AJ Styles, who carried SmackDown on his back for over a year can't beat Cedric Alexander without help? So the OC cut like Cedric well, Alexander. I don't
1: I don't know if that's the case. Like, go ahead. I, go ahead. I just I don't think it's that he needed their help. I just think that every it's 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 this is something that the WWE does is that in order to push the heel is you have to you can't have a clean win especially right. if you have a faction. Like, if right, you have right. more than one person, there can never be a clean win. It has to be a, a DQ. Yeah. Because if, a- if, if if they weren't by the ring, it would have kept going.
0: Correct. And that's so. a very WWE thing to do. And it just, the OC interfered. The match became a disqualification. Cedric won. I know they're trying to set up a match at Clash of Champions, but... It's just so it's just so WWE. It's just yeah. something they've done a thousand times and it would just be nice to see them do something different.
1: Well, that's not going to happen anytime soon. I mean, honestly, it, it, I didn't like it, but at the same time, I understood it. Yeah. You know what I mean, like especially because of what I think you're about to get into in regards to who comes out to save the day. Yeah. So, at the end
0: all three of them are beating down on Cedric Alexander and then the Viking Raiders music hits and me and my wife go, Oh, they're doing more than just wrestling jobbers. Now I guess that's good. And so the Viking Raiders come out and they are putting the, the stomping on AJ and the OC. And, uh, I believe Cedric was able to get back into the fight and the Viking Raiders and Cedric Alexander stood tall again this is really good and way better than what they've been doing. Absolutely. My problem my problem with it is, like, are they good guys? Like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't think of them as good guys. They're just, like, Vikings that murder people. So I don't know. And, again, don't get me wrong. I don't mean to complain. I, I'm, I'm pointing this out because there's not a lot of bad things to point out about the show. This is a really good show.
1: And it, it was just kind of weird to me. Well... It's funny because I was I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, finally they're fighting someone their own size. Right. Like that was my reaction. Right. And uh, and we actually talked about this during RAW. You were like, you know, are they really good guys? Are they helping Cedric? What's going on? And so my thing is, you know, during the tag team turmoil, it, the OC is who got them disqualified.
0: That's correct. You mentioned so.
1: That. So I think that that's the reason. I mean, I think that's the primary reason they came out to help Cedric. I think it was primarily to get the OC back for knocking them out of the uh, turmoil. So I think that's primarily it. I mean, obviously, it also set up the main event of the night. It did. But I I think that that was the primary uh, reason. Okay. Okay.
0: And I'm okay with that. I am. Like like I said, it's kind of weird. But at the same time, if it gets the Viking Raiders doing something, I'm all for it. They're great. That's
1: that's not a jobber match. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we go backstage after this and you see Sasha and Bailey hanging out backstage and they're chatting. And then you, they go to Becky Lynch and Charlotte flair hanging out backstage who are like Becky Lynch is like staring a hole (laughs) in Charlotte flair and she's taping up her arms and then Charlotte Flair's like, you know, fixing her robe and completely like not making any eye contact with Becky. Like they're yep. both so good. They are oh, yeah. so good. And they play off each other so well. And like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't really want to see Becky and Charlotte again because it's done a, not yet, because it's been done so many times recently. But like I wouldn't complain about it. They're so good. It's like seeing Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Like, you've seen that match a thousand times, but wouldn't you want to see it again? I would. Absolutely. So, so uh, they're they're very good. It's really good stuff. Um, after that, we go and we see Bray Wyatt. And he goes, hey, guys, just so you know, there's a new Firefly Funhouse tonight. Yay! And <laughs> it was good. It was a little weird because we haven't seen this Firefly Funhouse preview. But, you know, it's basically a television show, so I was okay with it. Nothing really happened in this. Uh, But he was there with, I think it was Huskus, Rambling Rabbit, and Mercy, if I remember right. And uh, he's like, yeah, later tonight we're going to have a new Firefly Funhouse. And I'm like, all right. And I was excited. And then we moved on and went to commercial. Now, when we come back, we had something really, really cool. So I don't know how much you guys know about Connor the Crusher. But he was someone, he was a kid, that had... I believe it was leukemia. I know it was childhood cancer. And he his make-a-wish was to meet his favorite superstar, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And so without getting into the whole story, and if you don't know the story, look it up. Like I'm not a crier. I'm not that kind of guy. But, man, I absolutely teared up watching his story. He's just yeah. a great kid, a great family. And so he actually passed away. He He wasn't able to beat cancer. And so the WWE, in his memory... Set up Connor's Cure, which is uh, a charity to benefit childhood cancer research. And Roman Reigns came out, who obviously had leukemia, and he thanked the fans for helping him get through that leukemia struggle. And he introduced some of the kids and he introduced them in their wrestling personas. And I thought that was really, really cool.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, it was a really cool thing to do. This was so perfect for a couple reasons. And first of all, I don't want to take anything away from it, but to be fair, people don't pay hundreds of dollars to go to a wrestling show to see kids that have cancer, right? So, this was absolutely perfect because he raised awareness. He gave the kids their moment, and it only took five or six minutes. So, everything about this was great. There was nothing to complain about. Even the most cynical of people in the crowd could not have said, I can't believe they took all this time. Because it was five or six minutes. And it, and you also got to see Roman Reigns. Everything about this was perfect. I'll be okay if they did this every show, especially for the foreseeable future while they're pushing this Connor's Cure thing. Absolutely great.
1: Yeah, I thought that this was a very, very special moment. Um, those kids really, I mean, it took a lot of courage for them to come out on the stage in front of all those people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, God bless them and their families. I can't imagine. Um, it was it was just it it was a really amazing moment, and I agree, man. They should do this on a regular basis, just maybe like once a month or yeah, whatever the case is. Just just spotlight these kids that are that are that are really fighting more than any of us, than most of us have ever had to deal with. Right. Um, so it was pretty awesome, and and you know the cynical. I'm sure Kyle would complain about something with this. <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. I don't know if he complained about this.
1: He would say he would say something like, "You know, Roman came out and he just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't feel like he cared about the kid."
0: <laughs> that actually sounds like Kyle.
1: He did a good job. <laughs> that's a good, good Kyle that's, impression. Uh, that's heel Chris coming out against. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Um,
0: yeah. So after that, we had one of the best matches on a television show, and we've been saying that a lot, right, recently. go man, Drew McIntyre and Ricochet, one of the best matches in a long time. You know, Buddy Murphy, Roman Reigns, like, one of the best matches. But we had Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus Bayley and Sasha Banks. Now, what's cool about this is Becky and Charlotte, as we mentioned earlier, aren't exactly the best of friends, right? They don't particularly like each other. But well, their characters don't like each other. (laughs) Exactly. They're best friends for a life. But they they have a history. And they were they teamed up for a long, long time. And obviously the four of these girls were the four horsewomen. Right. This match was so good. Yes. And I know I've been saying it a lot, but I'm telling you guys. I honestly think. This is the best TV match all year. And I don't say that lightly. It had absolutely everything. And yes. the best part, I'm sitting here watching the match and Bailey and Charlotte are in the ring and I go, oh no, here comes the most dangerous move in all of WWE. <laughs> yeah, it almost came, dude. And as I said that, Bailey rolls up Charlotte, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why people watch AEW, because of crap like this, and Charlotte Flair kicked out, yes. and as Bailey was going to stand up, Charlotte Flair does a natural selection, which if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like a forward flip RKO, like it was really, really interesting, and she's used it before, but it's yeah. not something she uses all the time, it was a cool callback to when they were all in NXT, and Charlotte pins Bailey and the the team that clean, yeah, clean. clean. and the team that doesn't like each other beat the returning team. Now you can you can argue well Bailey and Sasha should have been the hot team. They really should have got it. You can also argue 50-50 booking cuz Sasha and Bailey are probably both winning on Sunday. But I don't care. This was perfectly booked. Everything about this match was great. It had a nice clean finish. I, I I can't say more about this match. And honestly, after we're done recording tonight, I'm probably going to go back and watch it again. And I don't usually rewatch watch uh, TV shows, not Raw and SmackDown. But I absolutely love this match. It was so good.
1: This was uh, absolutely the best match we've seen. Uh, I'll agree, man. Let's go for the year uh, for TV matches. Um, it, it really reminded me a lot of... So whenever uh, we started watching NXT, um, it just so happens it was one of their takeovers, and it was a fatal four way with these four: it was Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha for the NXT Women's Title. If you haven't seen this match, you need to go and watch it. This was now Charlotte looks completely different because she's had about three, four surgeries since then, but um, but it was. I'm sitting there watching it, going, "Holy smokes! These women can wrestle better than most of these men." Yeah, and and that's what got us into NXT, and that's what got us to be fans of all four of these women because they were just—it was not like the normal women wrestling that you're that we've seen all of our lives. You know, I mean, even Glow. Like I grew up watching Glow and that was crap like you know what yeah. i'm saying and, but these these women are amazing and they're better than so many of the men they put on a great match it's it's it, there's so much action and you don't get bored yeah you know and and they don't even when they have a little botch it's not like it's not detrimental to the match.
0: Yeah, there actually was because, a bot in this match. Charlotte landed yeah. a moonsault and she kind of overshot it, but yeah. she she kind of landed on her feet in a way that looked like the
1: moonsault still landed. It yeah, like she let, like she brought her knees in. Yeah, to make it look like she got her that way, and and even Charlotte's big boot, which didn't get all of Sasha Banks, like Corey Graves, still covered it up with. He did. I don't. I don't think she got the whole thing, but it definitely. You know. So I mean they. Everything was great, and and I have to mention this when. So Corey, Corey Graves was 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 doing awesome Monday night. Yeah, like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's being with Carmella has changed him, but he is much <laughs> better than he used to be. He's much funnier, and he busts out with Sasha Banks as the Antonio Brown of the WWE. <laughs> I almost lost it. I was like, this, that was hilarious.
0: It was really good. (laughs) It was really good. Uh, Great match. Corey Graves is definitely a heel. And, you know, he flip flops like he's been an Alexa Bliss fan forever. But when she was, you know, uh, kind of being the, kind of being a face wearing the Buzz Lightyear gear and stuff, he was making fun of her. Right. But he always hates on Sasha. And I don't know why, but at least it's consistent. Yeah. So um, after this amazing match, if we're done talking about it, you want to add anything else? Uh, no, I went on long enough. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so good. Please go watch it, guys. After this match, you've got the OC and AJ Styles in the back. And what's important here is Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode come up to him, and they said, hey. You Robert Roode. I, I can never. I can't. <laughs> <that. All> <laughs> I think that's a new,
1: that's a new bit on our show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Duff Ziegler and Robert Rude come up to him and said, you know what? If we, if, if we combined forces, we could run this show. And AJ kind of looks back at the OC and he kind of nods and they all shake hands and go their separate ways. And I'm thinking, are they, are they a bigger faction now? Is this like, is this a thing? Are Duff Ziegler and, and Robert Rude part of the OC? And uh, no, no, not. They just, yeah. uh, they had this segment so they could set up a 10-man tag later, which we'll get to. It was fine. I just, I don't know. It was just unnecessary. But again, whatever. The show was great. I'll overlook these little weird things. Speaking yeah. of great, 10-year-old Matt came out and saw a WCW Cruiserweight match on Friday <laughs> Night Raw. Because Rey Mysterio wrestled Grand Metalik and other than Grand Metalik almost murdering Rey Mysterio mid-fight, because <laughs> he landed on his head, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, it was so good. It was, it was so awesome. good. It was so fast. It was a classic luchador match. You don't see this stuff like the stuff with Rey and Andrade was incredible, right? But Andrade has a different type of wrestling style. Grand Metalik is like the and forgive me, I can't remember. I think it's the Master of the Ropes or the King King of the Ropes is his nickname, and it was, it was like Ray versus Hoovy, man. I mean, it was, it was just so good, and it made me so happy. And before it started, I texted you and I said, "Please give these guys time, please." Oh, yeah. And they did. It wasn't a ton of time. It was like eight or nine minutes, but it was great. The only bad spot was Grand Metalik did uh, an over the top rope move, jump to the outside, and his back landed on Ray's head, and his neck kind of jerked to the side. And you're thinking, oh gosh, is he okay? But he got up pretty quickly, no issues. So they showed the replay a couple times and it looked like it really hurt. Uh, but yeah, he won with the 619 to Frog Splash. He picked up Grand medal League and raised his arm.
1: It, it was perfect. I can't say anything bad about it. It was such a good match, dude. And it was so like, it was old school Rey Mysterio. I mean, yeah. if, if you notice the past uh, several months, he's been wearing like a shirt. Uh huh. He didn't wear a shirt. I mean, he went and I know that doesn't sound like much to someone who doesn't really pay attention to those things, no. but you know, it was it was old school Ray Mysterio. And it was it was so good to see him kind of get back and even though he wasn't like flying as much as he used to, right. I can not I don't know the name of this move that he does where he does that like um like the flip that turns into a pile driver.
0: Uh, the Canadian, is it a Canadian destroyer? I think that's what it is. Was it
1: the Canadian destroyer? Is that
0: what it was? Yeah, The Ford, the Ford
1: It's basically a sunset flip into a pile driver. Yeah. That's amazing. It's awesome. Dude, so it was so awesome. And I was just, um, I was very impressed. And that grandma Lee, he's in, is he in the, uh, um, house party, Lucha house party. Yeah. Dude, they need to break the Lucha House Party and just let these guys wrestle all the time. They're all three so good. They're so yes, good. And, they, and all they are is a mockery. Is the stupid Lucha House Party? Yeah, or you can. I mean, them. let them. You know, you could do that what, keep together. Keep them together and push them. Well, what, if you're gonna push them, change the name to something that's not stupid. <laughs> that that and, is There, and like get rid of the stupid Lucha House Party. Make it a real tag team, and then incorporate them in the cruiserweight division yeah you know we've been talking about what they're gonna do with that bring these guys in there so we can have some freaking awesome matches yeah absolutely so after that
0: we had an announcement and we're gonna have for the main event in madison square garden a 10-man tag team match featuring aj styles in the oc with robert Roode and Dolph ziggler versus seth rollins braun strowman Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders and it was great
1: mm-hmm.
0: so after that we're moving on to a triple threat semifinals match in the King of the Ring the first triple threat match ever in the King of the Ring Baron Corbin Ricochet and Samoa Joe tore the house down man it was so good What what are you going to say the match was incredible. The ending was incredibly predictable. I think you—I don't know if you told me on the show, but I think you told me exactly uh,
1: how it would end. I called this match last week. Yeah, go back and listen to it. This is exactly what I said was going to happen. Yep. You're right. You're right. So it, it it ended, and again, the
0: whole point of the triple threat match we hear was so Ricochet would look really good. And he did look really good, but I don't know he would have looked any better or worse if it was a one-on-one match, but whatever. Uh, The ending literally had Ricochet go up top, do the 630 on Joe, Baron Corbin slides in the ring, throws Ricochet out, throws him like into the crowd. Like, it, it was great. And he came in, and he pinned Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yep. Three count. One, two, three. Exactly. That's exactly what I said was going to happen. So, But it was good. Man, that, that spot, you know you talked last week about how the uh, the Deep Six, how he did it like three times. Well, I think he did it like yeah. 17 this time. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. the best Deep Six I've ever seen in my life. It was a really good chokeslam. Like if nothing else, if it didn't make Ricochet look good, which it did, sure made Baron Corbin look good.
1: Yeah, no, sure. no. I mean, it definitely was a... Uh, it, it, it would have been great without Baron Corbin. To be honest with you, right? Um, and in fact, <laughs> I wish I wish he wasn't in there. I've already made that pretty clear. And this is exactly what we thought was going to happen. Uh, Joe and Ricochet put on an amazing match. Corbin, yeah. it, you know, was in there a few times here and there, and they carried him in this match just like we thought we would. Yep. And then the little. Well, not little. The large jerk came in and stole the pin from Ricochet.
0: I thought the large jerk was Brock Lesnar. He's the large idiot. Okay, sorry. Excuse yeah. me. I apologize. Yeah. So I apologize. Let's, let's make sure we get that right. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I hate main event Corbin. I don't want to hear him talk all the time, and I don't want to see a stupid face always on my TV. But if he just comes out and wrestles and puts on good matches, I- I'm fine with it. And after this match, I'd be okay with King Corbin. And I know that sounds like heresy,
1: but I would. It'd be fine. Are, I'm okay um, with it. I'm sorry. Did you really just say that? I would. I really would. I mean,
0: he's he's been putting on good matches. He looks like a dope wrestling in his tank top, but whatever. As long as he doesn't do 10-minute promos and get back in the world title picture,
1: it's fine. Fine with it. I'm I'm at a loss for words right now.
0: I am. I'm sorry. I'm, maybe it's my wife because she likes Baron Corbin, so maybe she's having some sort of I am extremely disappointed me. in you. Extremely. She feels bad for him. She's like, why does everybody hate him? I'm here for him. I'm like, right, kind of like you with the best friend.
1: Because he's so <laughs> bad. At, I mean, oh, so bad on the mic. Uh, I mean – and, and like I said before, I tried to like him in NXT, and I thought he was better in NXT, honestly, than he is on the main roster. Um, but uh, yeah. I'm disappointed in you.
0: Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe my mind will change when he stops wrestling Cedric Alexander and Ricochet and all these guys that can really make him look good. Yeah, they're carrying so him. We'll see. They're carrying him. We, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We then moved on to the match of the night. Oh boy. Let me tell you, if you thought those four women put on a show earlier, let's get into Natty versus Lacey Evans.
1: That wasn't the match of the night.
0: Obviously not. That Maybe was sarcastic. It's sarcastic? Yeah, come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I told Sometimes you I like Baron Corbin trouble. now. I like Baron Corbin now, and I you're know. like, oh, everything he says is ridiculous. Everyone who's listening, Matt has lost his mind. That's not true. But Nataya versus Lacey Evans. It was the pee break. I'm sorry. I love you, Natty. I really do. But th- this was the, the, this is when you get up and go to the restroom. It was not good. It was short. And for some reason, Natty won because 50-50 booking, I guess. Like, why in the world? Like, is, are they going to continue with this? Is this going to be a new feud and Taya versus Lacey Evans? Ooh, I really want to see that. And then Lacey, came, like, and I don't want to complain, but she tapped out in such a stupid way. Like, she's, like, throwing her hand like it's like a windmill or something with, like, this really slow tap. I don't know. The match was fine. It wasn't nearly as good as last week's bout, which actually was good.
1: Are you complaining about how someone taps out? I am. I thought it was dumb. <laughs> I don't know. So you're, I, you're, I, you're, week, basically, no. you're basically just, like, yanking at straws right now, just trying to find something to complain about.
0: I just thought the match wasn't very good. Did you like this match?
1: No, I mean, it wasn't a great match. Uh, You're right. This was definitely a a take-a-break match, go-get-a-drink match. Um, But I don't think they're going to let Natalia lose to her two weeks in a row. Um, And you know what we talked about last week? I wouldn't mind seeing them have a good feud going. Yeah. I mean, we always talk about that there's not a lot of uh, women non-title storylines so why not make this one? Yeah. one? you know the young girl versus the mature uh, veteran, and uh, you know I think they could turn they could even turn it into like a USA versus Canada thing.
0: Okay, they could, but who in the U.S. is going to cheer for Lacey Evans?
1: Well, if she comes out in her Marine getup, I bet I they bet will. They would. You better believe it, one hundred percent.
0: After that, we had a flashback to. Uh, uh, on the on the pre-show, I guess what happened on the pre-show, and uh, it, it happened during a, a superstar show. It was. Yeah. On uh, a former New York Knicks player Enis Cantor, was out there, and uh, he I don't remember why for some reason R-Truth is out there too, and he just came out. He came out to say, "Yeah, that's act. what it is." He was like, "Oh, I'm a big fan." Enis Cantor was like, "Cool," and he does this weird like he like shoves him down by his face. But R Truth made it look good like it was a big bump. And Enos Cantor pins R-Truth and is your new 24-7 champion. But the best thing was former New York Nick in Madison Square Garden, Enos Cantor, unzips his sweatshirt to show his Boston Celtics jersey. Ooh. It was it was so perfect. Because obviously, if you don't know, if you're not a big fan of, of sports, New York and Boston teams. Don't like each other very much. I'm not sure the people do either. So oh, it no. was a they hate each big other. Big slap in the face. It was. uh It's pretty good. Didn't matter. Our tooth rolled him up. He's now like the 114 time champion. So I, I don't know. I think he's. I think he's 15 he's, actually. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. When he's the when he retires as the 94 time champ 24 seven champion. <laughs> I mean, just oh boy, oh boy.
1: But yeah, it was fine. Uh, do you, you remember when I was trip. the? Do you remember when I was the forty eight thirteen European TV title champion? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, also, I don't know where Carmela's been, but I miss her with Archer. They they play really well off each other.
1: Yeah, somebody had mentioned something on Twitter about where she was, and I think I don't know if she, I don't think it was an injury. Yet. I think they were weren't they filming the Stupid Divas show? Oh, uh, that makes sense. Hmm. Which, by the uh, way, she she proclaims her love for Corey Graves.
0: I really don't care. I, I, I couldn't... Like, honestly, as a wrestling reviewer, I'm pretty sure if someone gave me $100 to watch one episode, I wouldn't do it. Oh, I won't
1: watch it. It's yeah. so bad.
0: This looks... Like, ugh.
1: I walked in one time, and someone... I forget who was watching it. But I got, like, two minutes in. I said, I can't watch this garbage. This is so yeah. stupid. It's uh, so... Ugh. And anyway, it's, it's,
0: it's scripted,
1: but it's not
0: supposed to be scripted, but I guess technically wrestling is not supposed to be scripted. So I don't know what my complaint is.
1: I hate reality You do realize all reality TV is scripted. Exactly. Exactly. But. And, and listeners, here comes heel Chris. If you believe that reality TV is reality, you need a reality check. (laughs) And you're, and you might be kind of stupid. Anyway, go ahead. Wow.
0: So the way that I found out, reality shows were fake. I was like 15, 16 years old sitting in my room and I see Hogan knows best. And I'm like, I'm flipping through the channels. and I'm like, that's Hulk Hogan. And he's talking to a guy. And then it The camera goes on the other guy and Hulk Hogan's like talking to a dude in the background. Then it flips back to Hulk Hogan. And I'm like, he's not there. This is all edited in post. And uh, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Hogan knows best was terrible. We're all reality shows terrible. Please don't watch Total Divas. We don't want that crap on our TV. Ugh. Okay. Uh, but let's go to something wonderful. Ugh. <laughs> the Firefly Funhouse. Yes. And so he Bray Wyatt is hosting the Firefly Funhouse, and Abby the Witch is complaining that her timer is stuck or her clock is stuck on 316 and they ask him why he's not essentially dealing with Steve Austin like he has the other legends, and he quotes Sister Abigail, which he did on Twitter, about how a rattlesnake can shed its skin, but it's still a rattlesnake. And so Abby says, will you please fix my clock? And he says, sure. And he takes a hammer and (laughs) smashes the clock with the hammer, which fixes it. And the clock now says 11.19. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little secret. I just finished watching WWE SmackDown. And the rumor is that 11.19, since it's when The Undertaker debuted, that The Fiend is going to attack The Undertaker on SmackDown. Did he? I don't know. You'll have to listen to the SmackDown show tomorrow. Oh, oh, I mean, like, oh nice yeah. teaser. Yeah, there you go. Don't Google it, please. Listen to the show.
1: <laughs> hey, let me what uh what do you mean he debuted on eleven nineteen? November the nineteenth. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, so then Well, we he go- was like whenever he was he said something about um you can't blame a rattlesnake for acting like a rattlesnake. Yeah. Yeah. And uh And it was so funny because all the little characters are all like, um, you know, freaking out about stranger danger, stranger danger. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. And then he says, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, and now Seth and Braun are friends with those Viking guys. (laughs) Now they're all friends. Yeah. It it, It was, uh, it was so good. And then, and then, and then he goes, See you in hell. <laughs> yep, we sure
0: did. And that is a, a teaser for Hell in a Cell, which we believe he will be wrestling the winner and hopefully beating. But we'll get into we'll get into that later. Ten Man Tag, main event. You have Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, Cedric Alexander, Eric and Ivar, the War Machine Viking Raiders experience. Versus the OC, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Bobby Roode. This match was fine. I think this was, and again, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't much to it. Anytime you have a 10-man tag that's not elimination and they don't have a ton of time, it's kind of difficult because it's hard for everyone to really get in
1: their stuff. The well, only- I think everyone everyone right. got a finisher in at one point. Yeah, and oh they yeah. Did, they did one of those classic, you know, one person comes in, to do a finisher, the next person comes in, to do their finisher, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, but there was a spot where Braun
0: Strowman did a—I uh, don't know what it's called. The over-the-shoulder power slam, his finisher. Yeah. We'll call it the Braun Driver. That's not right, but uh, <laughs> if, his, if his slogan is, get these hands, shouldn't his finisher be like a punch?
1: Well, no, he doesn't want to take from the big show. There you go. I get that.
0: So he he power slams uh, one of the OC guys, I think it was Carl Anderson— And I'm like, that makes sense. Braun pins Anderson. And then one, two, and Seth Rollins is in the ring because he's guarding. He's not going to let anyone break up this this, uh, pinfall. And Ziggler and Bobby Robert Roode come in and shove Seth Rollins onto Braun Strowman and for some reason get right back out of the ring instead of following up with an attack. So Braun Strowman goes, what are you doing? I had him beat. And Seth is like, Ah, oh, I was pushed over. It wasn't my fault. And then we go to commercial. But it came back. The match finished. They did the whole thing where everyone does their finisher. Cedric Alexander does the lumbar check to AJ Styles and wins the match. Yes. Now, let, me tell you, let me tell you why I had a problem with this and I didn't have a problem with Charlotte pinning Bailey. Because I know I've mentioned many, many, many times that I really hate how champions lose in non-title matches especially when it's to set up a match at a pay-per-view. There are better ways to do it. It's lazy writing. But that tag team match earlier was so good and so well put together, and these four women had such a history. It is okay for Charlotte Flair, the queen of WWE, to get one over the champion. It's not okay to a guy who two months ago was dressed as a limping janitor and was happy to get one over on Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon, even though he lost. And Roman Reigns is like, dude, what are you doing? To pin one of the best, if not the best wrestlers in the whole company. That bothered me. But again, Cedric is great. I know AJ likes to put people over, just like Daniel Bryan did with Buddy Murphy. That was fine. I'm not going to rant too much about it, even though I just have been for the past couple minutes.
1: That's, like, yeah, that's exactly what you just did.
0: I know, I know, but it was a damper on an otherwise really, really great show.
1: Well, you know that it's fifty-fifty booking, right?
0: Yes, yes, that's so AJ, exactly
1: what it is. He AJ was, was going to win. Yeah, he was given this so that AJ is going to win at Clash of Champions. Yep, absolutely. But what? But what you just did was the epitome of someone telling a really long story and then saying, "Well, to make a long story short, no, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. You already made it long. You're right. You're right. I apologize." So, So Uh I appreciate you going – you should edit some of that because good God. No way, man. That's staying in. That is staying (laughs) in, baby. That's all me. I think you're the rambling rabbit, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe so. Chris. Yeah. Why don't you grade
1: this episode of Raw for me? You know, um, I've been probably the nicest person grading recently. You and Kyle get pretty pretty mean when it comes to this. (laughs) (laughs) Like y'all expect five-star matches every single raw. And I don't understand what your problem is, but, uh, honestly, I enjoyed this, uh, this raw a lot. It was so much better again. It's getting better. So I don't know if this has to do with, uh, Paul Heyman, uh, less Vince. I don't know what's going on, but it's working. So keep doing what you're doing guys, because this one's getting an a, um, the only match that we discussed that we we're like, it was okay was Natalia Lacey Evans. Yeah, every other yeah. match was good. I enjoyed watching each one of them. Uh, Firefly Funhouse always a great uh, part. The twenty four seven thing I wasn't really into, but I don't really, I don't really, I'm not counting that toward the grade. But it, yeah. it's getting a high A, not A+, plus, but a high A. So what is that, a 95? Yeah, I think so. That's what it's getting for me, man. I was impressed. And plus, Stone Cold. I mean, come on.
0: It was great. It was great. Oh, I did also wanted to say, and we forgot to mention this, that after Cedric Alexander pinned AJ Styles, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out and celebrates with the good guys. Yes. So yeah, and thank everyone for coming. Boom. And they had some beer. They did have some beer, some Stone Cold IPA. So, let me say, that I know I complained about a couple things, but pretty much everything other than the Natty Lacey match was not good. It's kind of nitpicky, and, and I'll admit to it, but I think it's fair for us to kind of dissect stuff, because it's kind of what we're here, right? People listen to us because they go, this was a good show, but, you know, some things seem kind of off, and we go, oh, yeah, this was off because of this ridiculous thing that happened, and then I rant for five minutes about it. But Five minutes. Let me tell you, lot, or twenty. minutes. In right? that, bro. <laughs> let me tell you, even though the the women's tag match was the best match of the night, and that that ups the grade by a whole letter grade by itself. Seeing Ray Mysterio wrestle a Luchador match on WWE TV made me so happy. Mm-hmm. The triple threat match was incredible. The ten man tag was just fine. Cedric Aj was really, really good. Man, I know I, I, I know I'm nitpicky. This is an A, bro. This was a good show, and if it could be like this every single week, I would literally turn it off and go, man, I can't wait for next week to see WWE Raw because that's what I did. As soon as it went off the air, I'm like, that was awesome. I want to watch more. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah, it was great. I was very very it happy. It was great. With it. Yeah. So, we're going to do a little game of keeper cut, but we're going to do something different this time. So generally, when we do a game of keeper cut, we go over the WWE roster and I pick over some guys that, you know, maybe aren't haven't been used, maybe aren't the most over or the most talented. But this time, we're going to do keeper cut for all elite Ooh. wrestling. Now I know this may be difficult because AEW hasn't even started their TV show yet. But I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some names, and I'm going to give, I'm going to give you five names. Okay. And I want you to tell me what you
1: would do with them. All right. Okay. Now this might be difficult because we don't know them that well.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's so. fair. That's fair.
1: So, Peter Avalon. The librarian, okay. The librarian, yeah. You, you know, uh, I think we had talked about this before, didn't we? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't think so. I think we talked about this because we talked about getting rid of the librarian gimmick.
0: Yep, but uh, not the not the people.
1: Yeah. So no, I'm going to keep him. Um, okay. Uh, he he. We saw him live here in Jacksonville at Fight for the Fallen. We did. And he's very talented. Um, I didn't realize he was that good of a wrestler, to be honest with you, because I never really saw him. I only saw him do the right. whole librarian thing and shush people, and which is kind of awkward. And, um, But, uh, yeah, he's he's got a lot of talent. Um, I don't know if you want to keep him as a librarian. I think he can do a lot more than that. In fact, I think... He's probably he's probably ta- he seems to me like he's talented enough to pull off any gimmick you give him. Um, so I'd say keep. Okay. And Helico and Jack Evans. If they don't let them start winning, I'd say let cut them just so they can go somewhere else. I mean, I I, I felt like this was the wrong move uh, to have them lose uh, on um, all out. Right. I don't see why you should cut them yet. It seems like they're doing a heel turn, which is probably going to be good for them. Um, okay. But I would say keep for now. Uh, but they, they got to do something with them. If they don't, then let them go do something else.
0: Okay. I I agree with you. I think that's totally fair. Uh, sunny Kiss. Cut.
1: Cut? you know, not a, not a fan? I'm not. I don't like it. Um, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't understand the character. Um, okay. uh, but maybe some people do. Well, you're asking me my opinion. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you want my opinion, if you want other people's, ask them. Um, I, I don't get the character choice um, because are you a male or are you a female? Well, yeah, it's a guy. I understand that, but so it's is like gold dust. So is so is uh, Nyla Rose, but they're tre- well, but they're well, treating her time like time. a girl. So, um, well, I, I don't, I don't. But, know.
0: but Nyla Rose, well, we're not going to get into this conversation. Uh- <laughs> you should not have asked
1: um, me. Uh, <laughs> the Dark Order. I'm not a fan, to be honest. Um, I get what they're trying to do. And maybe it would work better with some different guys. Yeah. But uh, I'm just not a fan of of the guys that they've chosen to to use for this gimmick. Uh, I'd say cut the guys. Maybe keep the gimmick. Just have somebody else do it. Okay.
0: Uh, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno have been wrestling together for a long time. And I think I've mentioned this in a in a podcast before, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself. But they were known as the Super Smash Brothers, which is obviously a Nintendo reference. Mm-hmm. In uh, I, I can't remember which of the indies. I know they wrestled in a couple of them, and uh, they used to be Player Uno and Player Dos. <laughs> I like and, that. Uh, yeah, and so Stu Grayson decided to start using his real name. It is it's weird, but it's very different. So it, we'll we'll see. Okay, now here's the big one. And I want to note that this is an in-ring role only.
1: Okay? Okay. Dustin Rhodes. I don't think it's time for him to go yet. I mean, if he wants to, I'd say let, you know, whatever he wants to do, obviously we'll support because we're fans. You know, I mean, I think he does a right. great job at whatever character he does. Uh, you had mentioned Goldust, and and he even, you know, gave all of himself to that character even before he knew what androgynous meant. Uh, so, right. <laughs> uh, well, which is hilarious. a great story. So go look it up, by the way, because uh, he didn't know what it meant when Vince was like, "I want you to play this androgynous character." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to see him go yet. And maybe it's just the the kid in me that loves wrestling. I don't want to see him go because I I really, I, really, I think he still has so, something left in the tank there.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Did you know apparently he's been working really close with Sonny Kiss to try to help Sonny Kiss kind of better define his character? Which is interesting because, and I, I could be wrong, so forgive me if I'm wrong, listeners. I believe Sonny Kiss, his character is closer to his real-life person than Goldust was to Dustin. Dustin is a good old country boy. Yeah. And him and Goldust are nothing alike. And Sonny Kiss kind of plays himself. But it's still very interesting to see someone that has a history of that type of character for 20-something years really get invested in someone like Sonny Kiss. So I don't really get Sonny Kiss either. I'm not going to lie. But I'm okay with giving him a shot. Uh, especially if Dustin Rhodes is gonna have, you know, a hand in that. I think it'll be great.
1: Speaking of that, just, just from from the uh Jacksonville show that we saw and and from some backstage info that I was given by someone who was working the event. Um that's really yeah, you're right. That that's that's who that's who Sonny Kiss is. Like apparently he, he kind of you know Bebop's around and flaunts and and just kind of acts that way all the time. So that that seems to be who he is. That's not just a character. Uh, Whereas you you're absolutely right. You know, that's that's not who Dustin Rhodes is at all. But I think that just goes to show how much how good of a performer he is. Correct. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Sonny Kiss isn't really performing. He's just acting himself.
0: But he was a good wrestler. He put a great match with Peter Avalon. He
1: did all right. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say he did a great
0: job. I mean, in fairness, we saw like some of the greatest matches we'd seen live ever following it. I so mean, at the time when I was watching it, I'm like, yeah, this is good. And then we see, you know, the Lucha Brothers and SCU and Kenny Omega and Shima. And then the Rhodes versus the Young Bucks. I mean, it's, it's you know, that's why it opened well, the show.
1: And, and I totally get that and understand what you're saying. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of you know acrobatic moves, but were there a lot of wrestling moves? That's fair. That's I guess dip- is the question to yeah. ask.
0: Yeah, there's a different kind of anyway. That could be it. Also, be a roundtable discussion, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This has been episode twenty three of Wrestle Life Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Twitter. You could follow us on Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio. And on Twitter, at WrestleLifePod, you can follow Kyle at kyle.polly and Chris at...
1: Well, you can follow me on Twitter now, at WrestleLifeHeel. Perfect. H-E-E-L. It couldn't
0: be better. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at WrestleLifeMatt. Again, I know I just said it, but we really, really appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Have an absolutely wonderful day. Listen tomorrow so you can hear SmackDown with me and my beautiful wife. And watch out for this weekend where we preview Clash of Champions. And I would say prepare to legally bet, but after (laughs) uh, All Out, maybe I'll uh, keep my mouth shut for just a little bit. Probably should. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have a really great day. God
1: bless America.